the truth. Listening to Republic Broadcasting Network at republicbroadcasting.org. Hour one of the broadcast here on this Monday, the 12th of February, 2024. I'm your host, Richard Carey, and this is Beyond the Official Narrative. And I have with me tonight, as Monday co-host this week, none other than fellow RBN host, William Repillum. William, welcome. Good evening. How have you been? How's your day been so far? I'm doing okay, Richard. Yep, thanks for having me on. Uh, Good evening, everybody. Um, Looking forward to the show. We're going to break down the Tucker-Putin interview, go into the good and the bad of it. And uh, there's a lot of great information in there. Um, yeah, on a, so I'm doing yeah. okay, man. How are you? I'm 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 pretty good. I'm pretty good. Um, I yeah. I mean, I, you've been sending a lot of great uh, points and, and segments in it, and uh, you mentioned you shared them with uh, uh, Robert Rabel too. Just some of the uh, timestamps and and content, um, you know, topics. Uh, in those areas, I, I, then I noticed. Well, we both noticed he did an interesting, uh, you know, very good uh, analysis himself uh, just last night on his broadcast. Evidently, he he wound up having to skip all of his, uh, you know, headlines and and news. He said he had like at least like forty tabs that he would have otherwise gotten to, but it was just it was intriguing enough. Just the character Putin that is, past and present, and all things considered, to uh, you know to to be worthy of the whole two hours. And certainly I think it warrants more. And, you know, I'm curious. I mean, so this is like your perspective. Also, all your history that you've, um, revisionist history, that is, that you've delved into in recent years in particular, uh, combined with also hearing his broadcast and already, you know, his perspectives and the ones you already had. I, I have to confess, I mean, as far as me getting to sit down and listen to the whole thing all the way through the two hours yet, I haven't been able to. I mean, I... I actually suddenly am in the position where I have to move again. And I was like busy, for example, yesterday looking at some different places, uh, you know, different options, trying to find somewhere in time. Uh, This is the uh, symptom of renting rather than owning. So I hope to at some point 
transition to that. But I'm definitely going to catch the full thing. I mean, for now, I mean, I'm relying on the clips I hear and comments from Robert and yourself. And so I'd like you to mainly take the helm tonight, if you would. I already sent Julie to RBN Skype to the full interview. And I believe you all are like, points you you know the timestamps. so if, if we were to just give her like you know a moment's notice like a minute's notice or something with a timestamp to prep each next one and then feel welcome you know to give your uh early synopsis and then we you know hear the clip maybe even get commentary from callers when you you know to uh to elaborate after so i mean i'm i'll, I'll add as i can but please sir I'll, over to you Okay, Richard. Yeah, um, you know, I spent a considerable amount of time yesterday going through uh, the whole interview and just taking notes on on certain parts because I knew this is a really, really important um, thing to talk about. Uh, I, uh, you know, I wanted to get these clips over to Robert uh, before his show, and he doesn't need me to send him clips. He does plenty of his, but you know, I wanted to send them anyway, just just in case there were some nuggets in there he could use. He made a lot of uh, really, really great points in there. And, uh, you know, I mean, one of the things that I had mentioned to him, and this is kind of the big thing about within the alt media with the discussion about Putin, um, is uh, is that, you know, he's this enigmatic character. And, you know, a lot of people in the alt media, you know, they talk about how, you know, I've even said, like, I, well, actually, these are my words. I, I said to Robert yesterday, I, go, I trust him a lot more than any other leader out there just based on all of the good things that he's saying uh, for example in the interview about how he's explaining uh, the Maidan coup um, and his um, diplom his, his I've never seen a diplomacy uh, exercised in such a you know intelligent way I mean the man the man is exceptionally intelligent and you know whether you like him or not or whether you think he's which, which he is doing in some cases. He's he's shilling off the the same stories, you know. When we're going to point those things out, you know, about the Nazis and denazification, it's really scary, actually. To be honest, you know, uh, some of the things that he said in that interview uh, are pretty uh, disheartening, you know. But but I learned uh, I learned so much, you know. The whole I think we can unpack the whole you know crazy uh, the whole the whole. The whole conundrum with like the United States supporting these uh, neo-Nazi groups in Ukraine that all makes a lot more sense to me now. Whereas that was just like, what is going on with that? That makes no sense to me before. Now it makes perfect sense. Um, well, yeah. one thing, one thing I could just add earlier: yeah. both the eras of World War One and Two, as well as this past ten years, this history of this Ukraine uh, current conflict. I mean, he, he seems to, at some points, mention anything that could make them seem in a good light, you know, uh, which can be factual, um, neg uh, neglect, uh, fail to mention, it seems, you know, very uh, calculated uh, in fashion, anything that could be negative as far as how the Soviet Union, formerly or Russia, is perceived, and well, in some cases, though, outright saying things that are just completely the reverse in the true 1984 Orwellian sense, I'm, I'm getting right. the gist, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Like calling, you know, I mean, I get that he has to uh, be patriotic towards his country, but to not look at the mistakes or not acknowledge the mistakes, um, well, 
you take that also, you know, the mistakes they in calling World War II the Great Patriotic War, right? And then not mentioning, uh, you know, talking about how the Nazis uh, killed Jews and Poles and and uh, I, I didn't hear anything about the Katyn massacre. That's in the mainstream, even on Wikipedia, acknowledged that the Russians actually did that, that they tried to blame the Germans for that uh, uh, killing of, uh, of 12,000 uh, Polish soldiers uh, at some point right around World War II. Um, so I don't know if he was referring to that when he was talking about Germans killing, killing the Poles, but there were mo- moments when he said that the West had forced Hitler, you know, to, to go back and try to take back the Danzig Corridor, which is true. And then Hitler did make peace attempts. He mentioned that he, Hitler made um, attempts to make peace and, and they were slapped down, you know, by the West. So, um, you know, I don't know if he's just only going to push the Overton window over so far, right? I mean, you figure a character like him, who's already under so much pressure, uh, the most under the most pressure from the Zionist, uh, well, from from the from the uh, globo homo United States uh, Jewish um, uh, uh, juggernaut, um, you know, his country being you know encircled and surrounded by NATO. Um, to how far over is he going to push the Overton window, right? Um, but yeah, one of the things that uh, one of the things that 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 he mentioned was the denazification, and Tucker was asking him about this. Uh, what is denazification? And so how Putin had explained it was, well, what happened in Ukraine was that when the Germans, and he went back into this history. And he told the story, but he told the story from, you know, about how, you know, Hitler and, uh, and, and nationalist, this is where it got real scary because he was talking about needing to eradicate these, you know, pro-Hitler na- nationalist groups, right? So I guess in the, and, and so it all started to, to make sense to me why um, the, uh, why Victoria Nuland, uh, you know, the de facto president of Ukraine, um, and George Soros and whoever else, the West, you know, the United States would utilize and use these as cannon fodder. These these groups, you know, because you have these nationalist groups that have a history, as as Putin explained, that there were leaders and they have erected statues, and you know, there's a. There's actually, I didn't realize that, you know, how, how prominent these nationalist kind of movements are in Ukraine, which ties back to the history of, you know, Ukraine being uh, what had happened to Ukraine, right? Uh, with the, the, the Jewish power and the Holodomor and uh, the Ukrainians, uh, you know, being oppressed. He, he mentioned none of who actually did that, you know, the, the Jews, Right, um, and what they had done to the Ukrainians. It's just, and so that makes sense that those groups exist, but it doesn't make sense that those groups allowing are allowing themselves to be co-opted by the uh, Jewish United States um, juggernaut power. Uh, 
you know, unless they're these guys are just idiots, right? Or they're controlled opposition. So that's the thing that is really is really quite confusing. Or if they see Putin, right? They, they you know, because Putin is still towing the the whole, you know, I, I don't. There's no way he's going to deny the Holocaust, right? So, it, man, pa- unpacking this is so confusing because I'm just jumping all over the place here. But, um, you know, Putin has supported, and he honored Alexander Solzhenitsyn, you know, one of the greatest truth-telling historian Russia's ever had, right, who passed away only a couple decades ago or something, right? Uh, David, David Duke knew him, and he went over and studied. And, by the way, David Duke is a pretty big supporter of, of Putin, Um. And David Duke really is great to listen to on the Jewish question. So um, it's all kind of messy. I, I don't know if you can – let me kick it back to you for a bit. Maybe you want to fill in some holes there. Uh, no, I mean you're doing a great job so far, I, I, um, including yeah, your, your references to Solzhenitsyn, Dr. Duke. I mean – I, I really like all of the uh, points you were making, texting with uh, to me, and you seem to uh, agree with a lot of what, or like some of the points Robert was making as well. You, I know you were texting me uh, as you caught that, but you, you sent kind of an updated list to me uh, recently today, like this morning. One, two, three, four, five, six. Mm-hmm. You, Maybe it would yeah. be a good start, and you know, you you uh, listing and talking about those six, and then maybe if you want to start having Julie play clips whenever you're ready, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Let me let me because after listening to uh, Robert and his points that he was making, because he really emphasized, you know, Putin, the the things Putin left out or the the fallacies that Putin, and so Robert really you know takes a, a much more cynical view of Putin, and he kind of is frustrated with the pro-Putin folks in the alt media. But you, but there was a great call in the second hour from Hijacker called in, and I, I kind of sense that, that Robert's, you know, I mean, they had a really good back and forth. It was it was very interesting. Go back and listen to it. And it sounded like Robert had conceded just a little bit, like, okay, you know, I get that Putin's trying to be diplomatic and everything like that, because that, that, that is true, right? He can't push the Overton window over too far. But let me just go run through um, these... Uh, six points about what Putin propped up these fallacies, okay? So one of them, uh, he said that the Germans killed all of the Jews and Poles and didn't mention, I mentioned, that didn't mention the Kat- Katyn massacre where um, where the Russian, well, the Jewish-controlled Russian. And for those li- those who may be listening and, and just hearing this information about the, the Jews for the first time, um, you know, this we. We could do a quick synopsis on Bolshevism after this about, you know, that was the, the, the Jewish, uh, uh, the, the Jewish um, international Jewry that had invaded Russia. I mean, a lot of people don't know this. It wasn't Russians. It was, a, you know, this is Alexander Solzhenitsyn's whole thing. It was uh, the Jews that invaded Russia <laughs> through a Jewish finance and, you know, Wall Street bankers and uh, Lenin and Trotsky, Jews, and uh, they overthrew Russia, and this was a Jewish overthrow of Russia, and a vengeance, a massive vengeance and the murder of uh, tens of millions of Russian Christians. And so uh, Robert really drove that that point home. So, okay, so point number two. Um, 
He called World War II the Great Patriotic War. Okay, mentioned that. Okay, number three, uh, he took the Jewish stance on denazification, right? And he called their leaders, you know, false heroes, and uh, you know, and in, in referring to Hitler and then some, you know, people that had uh, and talked about how they. They felt like, you know, Hitler was going to, you know, kind of save them from. And this is emphasized in Dennis Wise's documentary, The Greatest Story Never Told. And it's it's actually really true. I mean, after the Jewish in the 1930s, early 1930s, when uh, when the Holodomor had occurred and Stalin had taken power in the mid 20s after Lenin died and then Stalin and Trotsky had a power struggle. Trotsky went over to Mexico. I, I'm not sure why he was over there. He was pr- trying to help spread communism over there or something. I, I don't know the de- I don't remember the details on that. But he had him murdered over in Mexico in an axe to his forehead because they had a little bit different uh, ideas on the direction of of communism on, in the world. You know, uh, Stalin was more of a, a little more of a nationalist kind of communist that wanted a uh, he wanted to uh, have the power center in Russia where Trotsky, which Trotsky came over from. I'll be honest. I don't know where Trotsky was originally from. I think I know Lenin was from like Switzerland. Right. And uh, and then they were over in New York. Uh, actually, they, they gathered a lot of people that went over in the revolution and trained in New York. All right. Before the 1917 a Bolshevik revolution and went over Trotsky was the, you know, the, the, the military general uh, guy while um, Lenin was the prime minister, the pri- the first prime minister and the founder of the Soviet union. Um, so, uh, uh, um, where was I here? So getting just a little oh, bit and, of history. And they didn't say anything about the Holodomor. Right. No, or, I didn't say or, anything or, about or, that. No, he didn't. But I know that he knows about it. Um, you know, he ha- there, there is that article from the Times of Israel in like 2013, I think it was. And it's in, it's in Haaretz as well, the Jewish Telegraph Agency, those Jewish publications that they know we never read, right? And so they kind of tell the truth on a lot of them. Right. Um, <laughs> so um, he mentions that, that Putin had said that the original, you know, the the original commissars, you know, the, the controllers, uh, you know, the people that were, they were that were in charge of this whole Bolshevik revolution and the Soviet Union post Bolshevik revolution that murdered all of these Christian Russian patriots that nobody even knows about because it's not taught in our history books. Um, this is all history that we've had to go out and dig for and find ourselves and verify and peer review and ourselves you know with our peers you remember all those facebook arguments and everything people getting into the weeds and and this is actually real peer review right this isn't this fake peer review like a paid peer review oh we need to get our funding so we're gonna do peer-reviewed research and come to what the uh the funders want us to say you know this is just a bunch of people trying to get to the truth yeah you found me a times of israel link first soviet government was mostly jewish uh, right. Putin first Soviet government was mostly Jewish. For people who want to double check that. Right. Act. Now, he didn't. Yeah, I know the break. Well, actually, the music. Yeah, no, we got to. 
five seconds. So, oh, so on the other side, just don't forget yeah. that thought. We'll be back. What would you say if I told you we have a new tool that will increase production and lower maintenance costs for your meat processing company, and it would pay for itself in just six weeks? When pigs fly! The new Ease-Off Model EZ4 replaces old spring-style carcass droppers and is faster, safer, and more reliable. The Ease-Off lowers or lifts 1,000 pounds to or from your rail automatically using our remote control. Sounds expensive. Can I afford it? Can you afford not to try the Ease-Off? It installs fast with just three bolts in place of your current dropper. The effortless operation will reduce fatigue and injuries, speed up your line, eliminate downtime, and increase profit. How can I order my EaseOff? Go to EaseOff.com, E-A-Z-E-O-F-F.com, and hurry, because we are offering $200 off on the new Easy 4 for a limited time. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC. Summersville, Missouri. 417-932-6419. I'm so excited to have you as part of the Wild Pastures family, and we look forward to bringing you the pasture-raised meats that you and your family will love. Now, we started Wild Pastures because so many of my clients would tell me they just couldn't find high-quality pasture-raised meats, and even when they did, it was so expensive that they couldn't afford to eat it regularly. Now, I'm not talking about the bottom-of-the-barrel healthy meats that have claims like natural or free-range or even cage-free, terms that were actually created by the industrial food industry to make us feel all warm and fuzzy about buying their low-quality products. I'm talking about truly nourishing pasture-raised meats, the kind that you'll never really find in a grocery store. Our farmers are doing things beyond organic. Our beef is 100% grass-fed and grass-finished and raised on pastures free from chemicals and other pesticides. Our chickens are 100% pasture-raised, where they get their natural diet of grass and forage and insects. We will never settle for free range, which is actually one of the most deceptive terms in the chicken industry. In fact, less than 0.1% of the chicken consumed in the United States is truly pasture-raised in the way that ours is. And our pork is 100% pasture-raised as well. So if you care about where your food comes from, then you have definitely made it to the right place. As a Wild Pastures member, you'll be supporting the most highly principled farmers in America and getting the most nutrient-dense, nourishing, and sustainable meats in the world. I'm confident you'll love being part of our mission at Wild Pastures, and you will really love the delicious, nourishing meats that we're going to deliver straight to your delight. Visit republicbroadcasting.org and click the Wild Pastures banner ad. Secure a shipment today. Beef, poultry, and pork. Raised the way nature intended. back folks beyond the official narrative here on republic broadcasting richard carey here with co-host william repillum and back to you uh, sir 
Yeah. Um. Shoot. I got caught up. Uh, I'm terrible. I know I'm all, I'm awful, but I always forget <laughs> where I was. I I got caught up because I'm copy pasting all the little clips and then send them over to Julie so that I don't right. just you know the willy nilly surprise her. Oh no! Um, right. When we get when we get to the clips to play, but I mean, well, I mean, the last point you read was uh, point three. Uh, you, you went into detail about uh, took the Jewish stance on denazification, and you elaborated a bit on didn't say anything about the Holodomor. So we have point five, uh, four, five, and six for you to uh, mm-hmm. comment on. Yeah, no, there was something specific. I was talking about something. I forgot what it was. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, no, I. Uh, we can jump over to the next. Uh, to jump to the next point, and um, one thing I'm gonna. I've got a clip of uh, Joe. Uh, so okay. So one, one. Okay, let me let me grab. Let me get the points here real quick. So, uh, Ju- Julie, Julie is requesting send timestamps uh, before you yeah. want them played, so she can get them ready. Oh, yeah. uh, yep. Advance yep. notice while you're describing. Them. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm sorry, I should have had that ready uh, uh, beforehand. I, okay, so um. He, uh, yeah, so he, he said, he actually said that neo-Nazis, this is point number four, he said neo-Nazis started the Maidan coup in 2014. That's really interesting. So I guess Victoria Newland is, a, is actually a neo-Nazi. So <laughs> is he doing like a play on words? Are they doing like a kind of inversion and sort of, this is what I used to do. I used to say, I used to call the Jews the real white supremacists, right? Because Jewish supremacy is actually the real problem, right? They brought the slaves to America. You know, they blamed us for all the problems that they've created, um, and very successfully so, right? Because they have white skin, but then they're white when they want to be, like if it suits them, if it's politically expedient, if they can, you know, if they can beat us, browbeat us, and then join in and say, we white people, we need to pay reparations or whatever. <laughs> And then, and then, and then they're not white when, when that's uh, convenient, politically expedient, when they can like identify with some of their proxy groups that they create, you know, like Black Lives Matter or you know the LGBTQ movement, right? All the proxy groups that they use as cudgels in, in order to exterminate more, and real literally exterminate. I mean, ethnic cleanse might be a little more of a term people can digest, but. You know, if you're like us, Richard, you've done this research and you've looked into the world wars, especially the big linchpins, the things they've done, how they've inverted the truth, like the, who really got holocausted in World War II, right? It was actually the Germans, you know. Um, this is like really, really hard for people to hear and really hard for people to digest, but that's actually the truth. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> if, if you're out there listening, I know that you, you might be. Uh, hearing that and wanted to shut the show off right now and not listen to any more of it, but there is a a lot to explain on that. That's a that's a rabbit hole. I would go and watch David Cole's the video of the century on BitChute. David Cole's a Jew that exposed this back in the early '90s, and of course he was beaten up badly by Irv Rubin from the Jewish Defense League, um, and the Jewish Mafia essentially. And also that brings up that. You know, they it was the missing link about the Kennedy assassination. It was Israel and the Jews that and the Jewish mafia and Michael Collins Piper has written a whole book on this. So isn't it just interesting, Richard, like how much they've hidden in plain sight and how, how they've done all this crime, but that people just are just absolutely clueless about it. I, I was I was absolutely I get it. I get it because I was totally clueless about it six years ago. Right. It took. 
lot of deprogramming. It took a lot of like, let me investigate this. And it was like, I never learned this. They don't ever talk about this on the history channel. Of course not. I mean, and you start to understand the scope of what, how the Jews control, like literally every lever of power, every m- mainstream media company, they're all in sync and unison. How, and how could they pull something like that off? Right. Well, when you win all the wars and you take the power and you, you think about like, if you, you've won all of these world wars, uh, that you started and then blamed others for starting and then made them pay reparations for what the war you started, such as like World War One, right, in Germany, the Treaty of Versailles. You see how deep this rabbit hole goes. But you hear that I'm I'm, I'm not just talking. I'm not just making things up here. Okay, there's there's uh, there's there's actual history backing all of this all of this stuff up. So let's go back to where we were here. So neo Nazis started the Maidan coup in 2014. Well. Okay, so I, I would break that down and say that the United States, and he knows this, was constantly pushing for war in Russia by, and he talks about this in great detail, by considerably expanding NATO for breaking the Minsk Accords for pre, you know for the countries like France, England, uh, Poland, uh, having you know made being signatories. Okay, here we go. Well, we'll be back for another long segment after this message. Check out our sponsors, folks. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. February is Heart Month, and every year, Extendivite has a sale. This year is no different. Extendivite is regularly $69.95 plus shipping and handling for a two-month supply. In February, Extendivite is only $57.50 for a two-month supply plus shipping and handling. Extendivite is a combination of garlic, cayenne, hawthorn, bilberry, ginkgo biloba, valerian, and milk thistle. These ingredients work synergistically to improve your overall health. So don't delay. Join the Extendivite family today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 
Homeowners, are you in foreclosure, expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit, or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Beyond the official narrative here on Republic Broadcasting, Richard Carey here with William Repillum. And William, uh, back to you, sir. Yeah, Richard, one one point that I thought was especially curious, and that was, uh, no, there were several of those, obviously, but I'm going to start with this one, okay? So, Juliet, uh, 1-11-30. Uh, yeah, sorry, Julie. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know we were going to have to put this all together, right? Yeah, it's my bad. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I sent over a lot. So anyway, the, the one eleven thirty clip, uh, Putin was asked for evidence. Okay. So Tucker asked Putin for evidence that the Nord Stream pipeline, which, which, uh, which Tucker referred to as the greatest act of industrial terrorism, uh, I don't know in how long, maybe all of history. <laughs> uh, well, no, probably not. Uh, there's a lot more. All the wars are pretty great acts of industrial terrorism, right? Was done by the CIA U.S., and his answer uh, was okay. Like, I thought that Putin's answer was just sort of okay, but he never mentioned. Uh, and, Julie, there's that clip of, uh, and we won't play that first, but um, there's a clip of Joe Biden saying if Russia invades um, uh, Ukraine before the, before the war, right? Well, before Russia finally had enough and went in and started doing something about the war that had been started in 2014. Um, before, uh, it, Joe Biden said, if Russia invades, uh, then we will destroy the Nord Stream pipeline. I mean, <laughs> what other evidence do you need Besides the president of the United States actually saying, we're going to do this. And then it happens. And then, you know, what evidence do you have that the United States and then. Um, so let's go ahead and play not the Joe Biden clip, Julie, but the one eleven thirty clip where he's asking him this question. 
Uh, it, it's, it's still trying to buffer. It doesn't seem to be playing. I mean, jumping ahead to uh, an hour and 11 uh, sometimes doesn't always work instantly, you know. So uh, Okay, that's fine. Yeah, we'll, yeah. Have, we'll have to see we what's can play. Maybe we can play the uh, Biden admitting that clip first of that one. That's just a couple of minutes. Maybe it'll buffer quicker. And uh, no problem, Julie. Just do what you can here. We'll con- we'll keep talking on this. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, we could at least mention first the uh, well. We didn't mention those other numbered points. And yeah. I, on your point about Jewish supremacy, I mean, this you know this is extends beyond Zionism and the protocols that existed in the Talmud and Torah uh, for so long. You know, this. I mean. I remember, you know, Michael Rivero uh, says his first wife, who was Jewish, you know, said that, yeah, the way she was raised as a child uh, was that the Ten Commandments only uh, apply to other Jews, you know, that you are not to break those. And I mean, you know, Michael honestly said, you know, for a lot of years, he really, you know, he kept thinking his wife was was just pulling his leg, you know, and then finally, um, you know, he became convinced. He's like, you know, you're not really messing with me. He's like, no, it really was that way growing up and so i mean that's a good testimony right there if you ask me and just these a couple quotes here you know maurice samuel taken from his book you gentiles page 155 we jews we are the destroyers and will remain the destroyers nothing you can do will meet our demands and needs we will forever destroy because we want a world of our own right and and then I have another uh, quote here from Menachem Bengen, uh, 1977 to 83, sixth prime minister of Israel. Our race is the master race. We are the divine gods of this planet. We are as different from the inferior races as they from the insects. As they are from insects. I'm sorry to quote uh, verbatim. So, uh, yeah, he's kind of like twisting uh, the, the, the Nietzsche um, into right. Jews and non-Jews with the insects there. So, let me follow up on that, Richard, and just tell people who Menachem Begin was. Uh, Menachem Begin was the the you know at the beginning founding one of the founders of of Israel. David Ben Gurion was the first prime minister of Israel, right? Um. And Menachem Begin was right there with him, and he was the head of the Ergun uh, Likudniks, right? That um, that bombed the King David Hotel because you know after Great Britain had helped at, with, through the Balfour Declaration of 1948, um, which was where where in World War One, okay, World War One in 1919, the Balfour Declaration uh, was. Uh, was given by uh, the, the head of of England. I forgot the guy's name, uh, but one of the heads of England had written uh, 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 this Balfour Declaration, promising Palestine to the Jews. Okay, and the reason why he did this was because the international Jews said, "Don't stop fighting against Germany." Even though Germany was just holding its borders in World War One, they were not encroaching on England. They didn't really even want to be fighting. War was forced on them, so they were just holding the line on the Western Front. Okay, and uh, and so they were about to have a, a stalemate and a truce, right, Britain? 
And the international Jews said, no, 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 you don't need to do that. Look, look, if you get us Palestine, if you go into uh, if you go into the Ottoman Empire down there where, and you take Palestine for us, um, we will propagandize uh, the United States into the war, right? So that's exactly what they, this is how confident they were already in their own propaganda because they already controlled the New York Times, the Washington Post, and this was before, obviously, the television. But um, they were very confident in their ability to just propagandize and force us into the war against our will by through brainwashing. Okay, this is a hundred years ago. They were already this confident. Now imagine how they are now. I mean, we we look at the, we had the Super Bowl yesterday, right? The stupid bowl, as uh, some I forgot, forgot who said that, but oh, I think it was David Scorpio on his show, the stupid bowl, or maybe Robert said it. I forgot. But it's a great. It, I mean, I watched it right, and I, I was cringing at the commercials all the time. Although you know, it was just it was uh, a, <laughs> it was, you know, you, you just become aware of like, because I never watch TV. It's like I don't want to subject myself to that, you know. But I, I, you know, I wanted to watch the Super Bowl anyway. So, um, and I thank my friends that had me over. Right. Uh, and so hey, we, we have the three other clips loaded from above, but the Tucker's okay. still buffering because it's like it's two hours and maybe because there's just a lot of people to that server trying to right. access it. All right. I'm going off on tangents here. So let me get back to my let me get back to the point. So, yeah. Uh, uh, what, what number were we uh, at? Well, I was uh, we have the uh, number the one eleven thirty. Right. That's the. Oh, OK. No, I thought uh, you were just OK. So you finished your list then. OK. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's one more point, number six, where he didn't say a word. You know, Putin never said a word about Joe Biden threatening the Nord Stream pipeline, and he never said a, a word about Victoria Newland, right, the de facto president of Ukraine, right? <laughs> she essentially is. She's the one who is responsible for uh, starting the coup in 2014, right? And, you know, we do have evidence that they pushed for this war uh, this recent war, right? They they kept taunting Russia because the idea was to get Russia to attack Ukraine because that's what they wanted to happen. They wanted to start this war, okay? Which is what they always do. They taunt and taunt and taunt until the war gets started, or they set up a false flag to create the war. This is this is how the Jewish power operates, okay? This is just what they do. It's what happened in nine eleven. Just false flag after false flag, and they do it on the inside too with the Bolshevik tactics of, of, uh, of, of like you know shootings like like the like the, the school shootings you know like 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 Parkland or or Sandy Hook very easily provable, and the guys who've written books on it got sued uh, Jim Fetzer and had to pay a half a million dollars has to pay a half million dollar I mean can you imagine this. Uh, because he's pointed out obvious facts about how this, well, this couldn't have been what, and so you get sued for that. That's a lawfare situation that we're in the United States. There's no more justice anymore. There's lawfare and a Jewish system of lawfare that is really, uh, really, really coming down on the people, right? We see the January 6ers. You see all this stuff start tying together. This is all similar type of things, right? They start the wars in the, under the same kind of premises. They start these wars, right? They're just more of a macro situation. Anyway, so wh which clips did you say we have ready? The the other three uh, links that you sent. But I mean, just as a, a, a okay. FYI, Let's I mean, start with I, the Joe I, Biden clip. 
I, I tried right now on my computer. I'm able to start from 111 on the Tucker, that bit shoot link, uh, just fine. And it was able to start playing. Maybe Try if Julie tried, it. yeah, maybe if Julie tried refreshing and then like pause instantly and go, go to 111, see, uh, you got to let it load fully too with the bit shoot videos. You have to let the whole thing load and then you hit play. Well, if yeah. And then we'll, bars. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe playing from the start for a second, then pause and there and, while paused and uh, play after it's buffered. But I don't know. Yeah, for, for me, it is. So it seems like on their end, it is. Can we play it? it? Yeah. Can we try it again? Ch- yeah. But yeah, in the meantime, while she's trying that, we'll, we'll play uh, whichever ones you want. And go ahead, William. All right. Yeah, the Joe Biden. Um, if you're a, Are you able to play them, Richard, just on your end? Can you I, play the Joe Biden one? I, I, I know I can't play it or you'll hear it. I don't have that wired right now. No. Okay. So. All right. Okay, I'll send you a different Tucker clip then. Yeah, yeah, I'll maybe a different one, one will work. Maybe going to Texas or something, the Tucker one isn't uh, working out as well as to, uh, to to my uh, neck of the woods for some reason. All right, let's Could play be- Joe Biden just saying they're going to you know, blow up the Nord Stream pipeline real quick. If, uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the, uh, the border of Ukraine again, then... Uh, there will be uh, we. There will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. Okay. But do, but how will you? How will you? Oh yeah yeah. How will you? That's the thing. How will you do that? Whoa, 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 whoa It'll just be done. <laughs> so um, so there you go. I don't know why they didn't mention that when Tucker asked. Um, little side note. Did you notice how? I mean, I, I didn't know why Putin didn't mention that when asked by Tucker. Okay? Um, so I think we, we've actually got that. Julie, it's also loaded on uh, the, the, it's probably the same link, though, but it's loaded on the, it's in the uh, newsreel, uh, Tucker-Putin interview. Well, I, I just sent a search on BitChute. There's all kinds of versions of it. You can see it's the same length, two hours, seven minutes. So I don't know, Julie. If you want to try some of those other ones, like I just sent you like a, you know, search result bit shoot list of them. I'm sure one of those would load well. You would think. I don't know why that part of the country would have that much more trouble than. Uh, let's let's go ahead and play while you're getting used to trying to get that work in there, um, Julie. Let's play this other uh, vile uh, Jewish supremacist Victoria Newland false flag nuke plan. In Ukraine, it's about it's about five minutes long. So uh, I don't know if we could skip the break. I have to say that I leave peace tonight uh, more encouraged about the unity and the resolve uh, about 2024 and its absolute strategic importance for Ukraine. Uh, I also leave more confident that uh, even as Ukraine strengthens its defenses, uh, Mr. Putin's going to get some nice surprises on the battlefield and that Ukraine will make some very strong success this year. Yeah. So um, on that one, uh, uh, that's just her doing what they do, and that's, you know, making the other person look like the bad guy, 
or look like the perpetrator, you know, and they've just really successfully done that, you know, uh, and they've been doing it for so long. And uh, one of the things uh, that uh, that Mike Gaddy and Murr and and Steve and Douglas Whitener and David Scorpio were talking about on the Rebel Roundtable uh, last night was this inability for people when they've been fooled for so long to 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 come to terms with the fact that you've been they've been fooled for this long. You know, it's it's a very painful thing for a lot of people, right? It's just it's a very hard thing for people to accept like that's why people become npcs right non-playable characters and they would rather i have family members that are like they just they would rather make you a bad guy than you know or <laughs> then come to terms with this stuff because you would have to come to terms with some now they've done the jabs right now they've done the jabs and people have jabbed their kids and stuff Oh, you're going to tell them that hey, you just pop, you just potentially gave your kids cancer. Um, your kids are probably going to get cancer in five years because you just jabbed the hell out of them, you know, uh, and yourself. Uh, good luck, good luck with that. Uh, it's, it's awful. I mean, just think about it. Just think about how awful it is. And I can understand the hesitations to not want to come to terms with that stuff. Can we play the um, the next clip, uh, the other Victoria Newland clip, Julie? Vile Jewish supremacist one. False plan. New plan. False flag. New plan. This report is based on a recent thread by Kim.com that I believe is important for people to be aware of. Last June, puppet president Volodymyr Zelensky warned the public that Russia was planning to attack the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine. There is now talk in Kiev that the real president of Ukraine, Victoria Newland, has become so desperate for NATO troops to enter Ukraine and continue this U.S. proxy war against Russia that she is willing to murder innocent locals with a radioactive cloud and blame it on Russian forces. And if you know about Victoria Newland and the government she works for, then this is absolutely a possibility. Independent journalist Gonzalo Lira, who was arrested and left to die in his jail cell by Newland's forces, did an excellent job describing Victoria Newland and the United States agenda in Ukraine. I highly recommend watching the entire thing. But here is my short edit. Victoria Newland is carrying out a policy which is very, very, very simple. The American goal, foreign policy goal, is to have a weak and preferably divided Russia, a Russia like the good old days in the 90s. Because in the 90s, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, the United States was able to enter Russia and exploit it to a degree that is unprecedented. Ukraine, since 1991, the collapse of the Soviet Union, has been a cesspool of Western corruption. Oligarchs were not only allowed to rise, but were in fact encouraged to rise by the Western powers, in particular the United States, because the United States figured that by way of these oligarchs, these countries could be controlled. If Russia was corrupt, if Ukraine was corrupt, it would be easy for Western interests to go into these countries and steal. When Putin arose, the people in the West thought, oh, he's one of our guys. But what they discovered, to their dismay, was that when Putin took power in roughly 1999, he cut a deal 
with his oligarchs. You stay out of politics and I'll stay out of your grift. But what happened was that slowly over the years, Putin started edging out the oligarchs. And even as he put in his own oligarchs, he started making those oligarchs smaller and weaker, which is what he's been doing for the past 23 years. Had Putin not existed in Russia, Russia would be what Ukraine is today. Americans started realizing this in the late 2000s, early 2010s. They started realizing that Putin was subtly resisting them, resisting their attempts to turn Russia into a whore. These Ukrainian extremists, they hate ethnic Russians. And that fits very neatly with Newland. Because Newland, throughout her career, she has always allied herself with groups that were extremely antagonistic towards Russians. She's always allied herself with people who hate Russians. When the Maidan revolution started, she supported the right sector. She micromanaged the Maidan revolution, and that implicated her. When uh, Poroshenko came to power, the, the next president, she made sure that that government abused the Russians. And of course, she made sure that the Ukrainian army started getting seriously supplied with weapons, and she used that Ukrainian army, and she micromanaged this, to attack the Donbass. You have to understand that in a very real sense, Victoria Nuland has been president of Ukraine since 2014. And so the weapons flowed into Ukraine from starting in 2014 after the coup d'etat. She brought in the, um, the weapons. She's like the nexus of all these different interests that want to exploit Ukraine and use Ukraine to attack Russia with the ultimate goal of breaking up Russia and bringing back the good old days of the 90s, the good old days for the Westerners, the very, very bad old days for the Russians. The Russians don't want a repeat of the 90s. That was traumatic for them, as it would for any country. Word on the street is that the current commander-in-chief of Ukrainian forces isn't up for the task of attacking their own nuclear power plant. And so Newland is looking to replace him with Budinov, who will become the next Zelensky if he commits this war crime for the U.S. State Department. If these rumors are being considered by Russia, you can expect a major push to take control of Ukraine before it's too late. Greg Reese reporting. Oh, God. All right. So those of you who don't know who Victoria Newland is, um, if there's anybody out there who's not familiar with it, she was the during the Maidan coup. OK, that was the coup in Russia. The U.S. backed coup where uh, uh, Poroshenko, right, what's his name, right? Richard, I got that name right, was uh, ousted, right? The duly elected president mm-hmm. of Ukraine, was elected by the people, the United States, you know, well, I mean, essentially Jewish power. You know, I hate to associate it with the United States, but we have been co-opted. Okay, we've been, We have been long since co-opted by Jewish power. And, uh, and so we are acting in the interests of Israel. All of our uh, politicians are, uh, are you know, there's so many dual citizens and traitors that just uh, totally uh, have ravaged our country. Put it in 30. Isn't it interesting how we're $33 trillion in debt? That was interesting. Robert Rabel brought up that point. The number 33. So, hey, we're almost $34 trillion, But, yeah, we've been $33 trillion for a little while now. Um, anyway, so she uh, was the Assistant Secretary of State for European and Eurasian Affairs uh, between 2013 and 2017. Uh, she became the Under Secretary of State for Political Affairs in 2021, and now she's the United States uh, Deputy, the Deputy uh, Secretary of State. All right, so she is like the lady that's uh, you know over in Ukraine pushing the coup and then also pushing for this war over there now. So she is like. Yeah, yeah, she's. 
you know, if Victoria Newland shows up at your country, there's a war coming. You know, you, they're, they're, there's a war, there's a coup probably coming. They don't like the, whoever the leadership was or what's going on, so they're going to come in and try to replace it, right? So, um, so, so one of the questions that comes up with with this uh, with this thing with Victoria Newland, right, and, and Putin is, uh, you know, because I, I do sincerely believe. I mean, you heard that description there. Putin has been subtly edging out the oligarchs and pushing them out because of, you know, the original deal that he made, right? He didn't push the Overton window over too far, like, say, Hitler might have done, and, you know, just completely take out all the Jews out of power and in Germany and just make it, you know, uh, Putin has been has probably learned from Hitler and then has made uh, a, a more strategic moves and then pushed the Overton window over too far and not seem like He's not on their side, so he, you know, talk does the whole denazification talk. So that's the big question, right? The big question is, is Putin? Because I do believe that he is putting Russia first, um, even if he is putting in place uh, global infrastructure, uh, you know, for the new world order. Even if he's helping that stuff happen, like, um, you know, within his own country, and even if he supports, uh, you know, the WEF that so i think so because these other BRICS nations like robert was commenting on these uh, arab leaders they're pushing the climate change thing i mean they're siding with the elites over their own people uh, with the global warming scam uh, as well these these oil sheiks and everything you know so what about putin though is he, is so he well like, he's in BRICS as well you know right. uh, with, with that sphere ahead of it yeah and, and i'm yeah and i have trouble believing that you know he's a lone wolf uh, and that's an important agenda uh, right now and in general, you know, to justify their control over anything and everything, you know, your your, your energy footprint. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, like I don't know that he can, you know, go up against every single uh, every single prong of, of, of global, you know. Sure. Thing. Okay. But I, uh, you know, I, I sent some uh, rumble uh, search results for the Putin and more bit shoot. So yeah. maybe we'll find something that plays in a second. We'll be back, folks. Stick around. Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. 
cows too. Easehop LLC 417-932-6419. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.